First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. On the line right now is Dr. Kent Hall from MVHS. Doc, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, Dr. Hall, of course, is the chief physician executive, answers our questions on COVID-19 and other medical questions. Uh, let us uh, start with a few things that we're learning. Uh, yesterday, the president announcing nationwide it's going 16 plus for the vaccine in two weeks. We're already there. Yes, we are, and that's a good thing. It's actually uh, what's what's a little concerning, and you mentioned it a little bit a little while ago, is that um, you know a number of people uh, continue to be a little uh, resistant to to getting the vaccine, and there's been a lot of work to reach out to individual um, uh, communities to see if we can break through some of that uh, uh, hesitancy because we're going to need to get as many people vaccinated as possible. We have available vaccine. Uh, appointments here at Mohawk Valley uh, within the health system for our pods, and I believe they're also available. Uh, there are open slots really around the uh, county, whether it's the county or the state or even some of the um, uh, other healthcare uh, facilities. Um, the uh, uh, the CDC is being criticized uh, today in regards to not being a little not being quicker and talking about the fact that this uh, virus is airborne. And uh, that uh, that surface cleaning, uh, that that really just basic soap and water would clean the virus away. Um, And they've been a little late in in informing people of that. Your thoughts? Yeah, we've we've always known, and I'm pretty sure that the CDC has been out there saying that that it is primarily uh, almost, uh, well, certainly primarily a an, an airborne uh, virus that that there that there have been studies that show that it does exist that it does, can live on different surfaces for different periods of time, but that that is not the way that it is primarily uh, uh, spread. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not sure exactly what the what the criticism is of it. Is it that they haven't downplayed that aspect more, or is it that they haven't upplayed the the fact that it's really about um, respiratory um, issues. Uh, interestingly, we're learning that uh, that outdoors uh, is very, very good for us and the virus, um, not very good for spreading the virus. We learned that last summer, I think. Um, and it's interesting that the cold-weather states are the ones that tend to be uh, increasing, with the exception of Florida is one of the states that is on the rise right now, and you gotta kind of wonder if Florida has anything to do with what was going on in places like Miami a few weeks ago. No, I, I think you're I think you're spot on with that. That uh, that we do know that being outside and uh, you know does allow for more dispersion of the of the smaller droplets that get carried away in the wind, and and they you know and so there's certainly less of an opportunity for you to be. Uh, breathing them in. Also, you you know, when you're outside, you just have more space, so you're not as close to people. Whereas yeah. what we saw in Florida, you know, over over spring break was, you know, even outside, people were packed pretty close together. And that's also why you have to be concerned with, with things like sporting events, even though they're outside, you know, baseball stadiums and things like that. You know, you get people, you know, sitting, you know, within... 18 inches of each other or two, two, two feet of each other. If you've got a packed stadium and that, that, and you're there for, you know, three hours or more, then, then that's, that is a recipe for, for uh, increasing uh, spread. 
Uh, I want to read uh, this to you, another story that, uh, that is out there this morning. Uh, it's found that 34% of COVID-19 survivors received a diagnosis for a neurological or psychological condition within six months of their infection, according to a study published on Tuesday in the journal uh, Lancet Psyche, uh, uh, Psychology. The most common diagnosis was anxiety found in 17% of those treated for COVID-19, followed by mood disorders found in 14% of patients. Are you seeing any of that? Yeah, so we are. Um, certainly, you know, and, and, I'm, and I believe that that comes from, from two areas. Number one is, you know, people get sick with COVID, and, you know, given what have we've been going through and the amount of, you know, news that has been, uh, um, you know, focused on it, you know, and, and the fact that it is not a good disease to get because you can, you can get acutely ill or you can, uh, you can uh, recover from it and then you can have um, the long hauler issue. Uh, and, and so it's not, it's not surprising that people will have a degree of anxiety. What's going to happen to me? How am I going to ma- manage this, et cetera? Um, and so that, that's one. The other is that, you know, we do know that this virus does affect the, the brain and the uh, nerves. That's why you lose your sense of taste and smell. That's why you have, you know, people get um, you know, different types, you know, Bell's palsy and, and, and uh, the, the tingling in the, in the, uh, in the um, extremities. That, that's all related to the fact that it's affecting the, the nerves. So yeah, you yeah. put those two things together, and it's not surprising that, you know, psychological effects are going to be not only acute, but also, you know, follow up for a, a period of time. I will tell you, I, I do think that there's, it's interesting because it could be, neurological but it could also just be the emotions of dealing with those long hauler symptoms the frustration that's absolutely correct and yeah. and you know uh, i i have not had to do that um and lucky me not good um but i would say that you know people that i have talked to that have uh you know it is it is very frustrating for them and they get you know the the amount of 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 mental energy that that they that they um, that they expend trying to cut, trying to overcome it and yeah, trying yeah. to you know redirect their lives and stuff whether it's whether it's loss of taste or smell or the brain fog or you know all, all of those things is is really amazing so uh, okay I'm gonna ask you got a question here from John about hair loss he says he started losing his hair and he's um, in his uh, mid to late sixties. Wanted to ask Dr. Hall about loss of hair. Is that part of having the virus when I was sick? And, in fact, he was hospitalized. Uh, he said it started mm. coming out in clumps, even on my thighs and calves. <laughs> um, I had red marks on my calves. The skin was peeling like I had been burned by the sun. Hmm. Ultimately, I had to take prednisone. You know anything about that? Well, I haven't, I haven't seen anything about the virus per se causing, uh, causing uh, hair, hair loss, what we call is. Alopecia uh, in the uh, in the medical vernacular, but I will say that you know the stress of being ill, uh, whether it's from this virus or from uh, other things, does cause uh, hair loss or can cause a hair loss. So it may be related to that, and certainly the, there are other reasons for it too. There there are autoimmune. Uh, causes of uh, hair loss. Mm. There are a number of uh, reasons, and so it could very well be that this virus, while not it being a directive effect, uh, is is certainly um, 
contributory to it. All right. Uh, I have a question here. This is a little off the COVID path, but it says, uh, can you ask Dr. Hall about Dr. Blankaflor? Uh, as Bill K. I know knows, Dr. Blankaflor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dr. B. is one of the best and most progressive surgeons in our community. The loss he did of my, his tail. Uh, did yeah. my, my surgery right? on my robotic surgery on my colon. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a listener asking about that. Is there anything you can say about that? Uh, no, Dr. Blankafor is uh, is uh, really a, a fine surgeon here in uh, Mohawk Valley. He's the uh, medical director for our robotic program. Um, you know, he's, he's he's a good doc. <laughs> is he leaving? Do you know? Uh, we are we're having conversations with him. We certainly would very much like him to stay. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, he's got uh, he's got at least two fans. Well, I'm a fan. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I Make am a it fan. three. Uh, I want to bring in uh, Mark in New Hartford. Um, uh, Mark, good morning. Yes, good morning, everybody. Uh, I have a, a two-part question. Uh, my wife and I are in our 60s. Uh, I am 65 and diabetic. We have both had the vaccinations. We're all set there. <clears throat> now, last night, we learned that our five-year-old grandson was exposed through his other grandfather uh, who has just tested positive for COVID, and he spent the weekend with him. Mm. The two-part question is, A, uh, does our five-year-old grandson have to quarantine with the rest of the family? And B, because we've been inoculated, is it safe for us to be near this grandson? Mm, Good question. No, that's an excellent question. So the, the answer to your first question is is yes, your five-year-old grandson should quarantine because it sounds like he was uh, he had what would be called a significant exposure if he spent any length of time with the other grand- grandfather who did test positive. Uh, uh, and obviously neither one was masked, et cetera, et cetera. So, so the answer to the first question would be yes. The answer to the second question is, you know, you certainly would be protected um, at least that's a presumption. Again, it's, you know, 95%. So right. there is always a 5% chance that you wouldn't be. So I would say out of an abundance of caution, and given the fact that you do have um, comorbidities, it's probably a good idea for you to not, uh, for you to not have significant uh, contact for the next uh, 10 days. Okay. Um, you know, that, that would be my uh, Just to be safe, yeah. Okay. Can I ask one more question? Uh, very quick. I have 20 seconds here. Oh, yeah. His brother did not go to the same place and stay for the length of time, uh, but... Would, it, would, the, would the brother be okay? The brother have to also quarantine now, now that they're back together. Uh, 15 words, seconds, Doc. Separate situation. Yeah, so the an, a, an exposure of an exposure does not need to be quarantined because the, the grandson, the, the primary grandson, has right. not tested positive. I'm going to let you both go. Mark, thank you. Uh, it's always the, other, the, always the other grandfather. Dr. Hall, thank you.